Hello and welcome to Solid 60 episode 54, Sunday the 19th of May 2019. Getting through the year, it's uh, just another day in my life. We've managed to clean up the front yard, if that's what you want to call it. Basically went and bought five rolls of turf, jumped up and down on the earth that I had with a bit of hard yakka. I went and bought a shovel and... Some, I don't know what you call them. They've got forks. It reminds me of the character in Aquaman, namely Aquaman himself, who has that thing with the forks. It will come to me as soon as I listen back to this. Yeah, essentially broke up the earth as much as I could without spending all day on it, threw the earth down and realized that I needed one more. So I drove back to Marsden Park, Bunnings, got another $12 roll of earth with some grass on top of it suddenly i've got a list and then i think i've done the best i could so we'll see what happens tomorrow when they do the inspection and hopefully it's good news i don't know what's going on with the wall and the driveway which is a bit cracked Uh, hopefully they blame that all on the previous tenants of the granny flat they're currently dealing with uh, all their stuff because a guy came yesterday and starting to dump out all the uh, belongings namely about six thousand bottles and cans of beer into a giant skip numerous bits of furniture and other detritus and rubbish pretty impressive array considering how small that granny flat is it must have been floor to ceiling with just i had no idea the guys were such hoarders another good reason that they're gone because that stuff you know no 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 wonder the cats are bringing in so many well i hope they're mice they could just be rats i'm not an expert but they're big so hopefully that tapers off and it's just lizards again because those i can deal with yeah so that's that Work's been okay. Got a final warning letter. It wasn't like I had any before that, but they figured, you know, this is pretty bad. So with the bingle, with the Honda Jazz, because they were like, yeah, should have seen that. I'm like, yeah, I know. My bad. We're just going to see how it goes. I'm turning up every day, unlike some of the other guys that they had to let one go because he just would turn up when he felt like it, which is never a good idea when you want to actually keep a job. Like myself, I like being employed. It keeps me living in the place I want to be. Anyway, time to move on. We do have some articles to read and they've been piling up because I keep finding other cool stuff that pops up and putting it aside. So I'm going to go reach right back to one that I remember referencing last week, if you can call this weekly. And it was by a writer named Kevin Lincoln, who I've read before. And we ended up sitting on top of this You Made It Weird podcast review. So let's see what he thinks of it. Are you new to comedy podcast, overwhelmed by the array of options and wondering where to begin? Then welcome to Start Here, a recurring guide to the best comedy podcasts available. All right, so that's, that's their preamble. I'll probably stick on top of it every time. Uh, this is from June last year. I don't know how regular this was, if it kept going. I might see, I mean, it says Start Here, and then there's no, you know, as in that's the name of this segment. But then there's no link. There's no sort of start here page. I don't know how I'm supposed to... Oh, yeah. Hang on. Up the top, then it opens a whole new thing. And, like, the latest one is from the 13th of May. So, yep, that's pretty current. And it's, is this racist start here? So it's a podcast where they temporarily solve racism. And I think it's the host. I mean, that's pretty important. Andrew T., an Asian dude, and Tawny Newsom, like a person of color of some kind. So good on them. That sounds like exactly the kind of podcast I would enjoy. So I might make this article a regular read. For now, back to where I started. I do get distracted like uh, Grandpa Simpson sometimes. 
and let's get into it. The first thing to understand about Pete Holmes' interview podcast, You Made It Weird, which has released 415 episodes, probably more now. It started in October 2011, which is when I started listening. 2011, I don't know what I was doing, but I've started listening from the beginning. It's a wacky, zany, way too like... He's not on coke. He's just got this huge amount of effervescent... Effervescent? I don't know if I'm doing that properly, but basically he's got a lot of energy and it's grating in a way, but also kind of contagious. So you just go in. And it's the guests. Like he has these amazing guests and you hear their life story and he does this weird laugh. I think that, that might have been something that annoyed me. The content really just keeps it going. And he's not hes not a dick. Like he's not a total uh, egotist or anything. He's, he's humble enough to uh, not get in the way. Let's see. First thing to understand is that while the guest might change and the conversations might range from comedy to God to soup, the subject is always, in part, Pete Holmes. It's not an insult. In fact, it's the best thing about it. As a form, interview podcasts almost always tend to botch the balance between interviewer and guest, partly because it's such a subtle equation. Too much interviewer and it turns into either self-aggrandizement, confessional theatre, or, worst of all, mansplaining. Too little... And you end up with the guests giving the exact same interview they've given to a hundred other outlets around the recent release of their movie slash show book special. But regardless of where on the scale it falls, it almost always tries to find some equilibrium. On You Made It Weird, Pete Holmes does not. The podcast doesn't have a rigid format. They usually tries to touch up on a few particular subjects with every guest, including their work, upbringing, and uh, most uniquely, spirituality. But that's not a list. That's... I don't know what you call that, but... Let's say it again. Spirituality. I'm trying, man. I haven't eaten lunch yet, so I don't know if that's not helping. I did have a big night. I went to Neko. It was fucking amazing. I meant to talk about it earlier, but let's finish this first. But rather than try to act as if there's some sort of objectivity or persona of an interviewer that he should be inhabiting, Pete implicates himself in every second of You Made It Weird. He discusses his thoughts about the guest and their work how what they say makes him feel, how he relates or doesn't relate to their experience, oftentimes, and very much by design, it can be like overhearing a sort of mutual Jungian talk therapy session. While this might sound on the surface like, what the fuck, it's also a very different sensibility. Oh, what the fuck with Mark Maron. Listening to You Made It Weird is kind of like listening to an interview podcast hosted by a dog, and I mean that in the absolutely nicest way. Pete is earnest and open and attentive to a fault, perpetually eager to bond with his guest. By passing the conversation through his personal filter, he provides an interview that can only come from him, separating his show from the pack of generic paint-by-numbers, two-people-talking podcasts. These qualities are best illustrated when he brings on a bud, and no episodes work better as a testament to the show's potential than the ones with John Mulaney, comedy wonderkin and a close personal friend. One of the delightful aspects of Pete being a constant subject of the interviews is that by extension, and once again by his own design, he becomes a kind of exercise bag for the comedian opposite him, hence the close and personal riff. Mulaney insists is how Pete refers to people now that he's gone showbiz. When Mulaney first appeared on the podcast, he basically went on a Pete Holmes safari, riffing on his move to Los Angeles, how divorced he was, how hard he laughed, and so on. See, they're already having a go at his laugh. One of the great cliches of comedy is that comedians are funny. The comedians talking to other comedians is funnier. If only you could hang, you sensitive PC goof. And when you hear Mulaney and Pete talk, you might actually believe it. 
at least if the two comedians happen to be such seemingly kind, gentle, mature people who are also funny. A great bit from the first episode has to do with Mulaney and Pete discussing Pete's divorce, which Mulaney learned about in the same room they recorded the podcast in, and the terrible times leading up to it. Your birthday was the day your wife wouldn't hang out with you, Mulaney says. Then they both unpack and riff on the fraught emotional experience of that time in Pete's life, a comedic tightrope walk if there ever was one, and one that wouldn't be possible if they weren't actually friends. The obvious love that both men have for each other colours and informs their entire conversation. Pete's done years of research for this episode by having a real human relationship with Mulaney. He's constantly remembering things about his guest that his guest doesn't even seem to know. Another highlight has to do with Pete recounting a dream that Mulaney supposedly had, which Johnny Carson told Mulaney he was one of the greats. Mulaney's deep revulsion makes the story about a hundred times better, but it's just one example of the type of stories Pete dredges up over and over. Mulaney's first episode is even better when you consider it in relation to his return visit in 2016 after the cancellation of his network sitcom Mulaney, because it already covered much of the personal and emotional ground that Pete likes to hit during episodes that jump right into unpacking Mulaney's experience on the show and what follows is one of the most clear-eyed, introspective, honest discussions I've ever heard about trying to make television. Mulaney recounts hard-earned lessons, including the idea that you shouldn't be on every call, how he regretted backing down over the theme song, and the strange phenomenon of people trying to avoid talking to you about your failing TV show. Most of all, he's remarkably frank and forthcoming about the process of making a show that didn't work, and it's hard to imagine such an open conversation with many other interviewers. Part of the reason why I love these episodes, though, is because I'm a big fan of John Mulaney. You should start with whoever your favourite comedian is, since chances are they've been on the podcast, or with one of the Buddhist teachers he brings on, or a musician or athlete you like, or I don't know his childhood friend. At the very least, you'll get a sense of the generosity and the desire to connect that Pete approaches the interviews with, and it's this quality, more than anything else, that makes You Made It Weird special. Well, that is a glowing review, if I've ever read one. There's no score, but he certainly freaking loves it, and yeah, it gets me excited about it too. So hopefully one day I'll be able to get back into it, because at the moment I'm so far behind on other ones, it could be a while. Uh, there was three comments. I don't know where they've gone. Oh, and it went right to the bottom. Agree from No Wonder. He seems like the loveliest man. So lovely that when he's interviewing other straight white men and they say things that are incredibly sexist, bordering on misogynistic, he never calls them out. He just keeps on smiling and laughing. It must be so wonderfully simple to be a straight white man. All right. Well, that uh, is a little snarky. Maybe a good point. He should be more woke and pull out people when they're shitty. Christ, a bit harsh. Let's leave that there for now and move on to cancel culture comes for comics. That's my next big one. I don't know how long it is. It's a decent read. I did want to mention Neko though. So that was the final ever Neko Nation, which is a dance festival. Festival's a big, not the right word, more like a they basically hire out a venue, whether it's a pub or a lawn bowls place. That's where they did one of them. Uh, they got to the point where they were going all over the country. I don't know if they started in Sydney. Craig Backshaw is the guy. He got in touch with Beyond Cosplay. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to come to the last one if you're offering tickets. Because I had been a few years ago. But he's been running it for a long time, quite a few years. I don't remember the details. 
but essentially it got to the point where it's just too much work. I think they, they make bank, but not enough for him to devote all his time to it. The stress is just too much. So he's going to just help out with other events from now on. But and, and there is other events that will take over to a degree, like yokai. Someone mentioned something else that sounded Japanese. But basically, it's a haven for people from all sorts of subcultures, across from general cosplay to those made people, goths. I can't even... Like, there's stuff that I didn't... you got furries. There's a lot that I, I couldn't put a name to. But anyone and everyone was welcome. The There's something called Plur, P-L-U-R... Uh, I should know what that is. I should be able to just rattle that off, but I'm going to have to Google it because I'm a fucking basic bitch. It's uh, a set of principles associated with the rave culture because basically yeah, it was a mini rave. And while the DJs varied in style and creativity, there was essentially hard dance, a lot of it. My favorite, which surprised me because I'm more of a trance guy, but Dave, man, he killed it. Dave Sai, because he does his own. It's Sai like... PSI basically he runs a couple of different festivals of a similar nature I keep calling them festivals but because that just sounds fun but a festival's like got tents and you know 50,000 people he runs dance night not you know for Team Rocket not that that's all he does but apparently he works in a warehouse was lucky enough to walk out to the car with him after he set last night and uh, had a good chat about family and so on he clearly does it there's, there's no way he's getting any kind of big money for this especially seeing what we walked out to neither of us are driving anything flash but he does it for the love and i didn't see any other dj get the security guards pumping their fists in the air that's for sure so that's probably because it's not really my it's it's a bit harder in terms of like the speed of the dance i, I like to be able to trip out and just like wave my hands around and do my weird trance thing but he really killed it with whatever he was doing and he was interweaving it with like pop hits and all sorts of stuff uh, jada bella martins i think was another dj there she used a couple of 90s video game beats and that was kind of hit the right note for me not as many friends there to run into as i thought because there was supposed to be like 60 mutual friends that were at the thing i probably had about half a dozen conversations with people that i ran into Mostly because, I mean, I did recognize people that I wasn't quite up to. They looked like they were having so much fun and I was a bit shy about interrupting them and all this. So I was just kind of wandering around by myself being a space cadet. But uh, I had a really good time. I didn't make it to the go-karting thing that work put on today. But that's all right. That's uh, probably for the best. Just where my head is at today, I'm a little bit scattered. The kid is being brought out. There's the Blacktown Medieval Fest. That is on today. I missed it yesterday, so uh, with all the lawn care and goings-on, so I will check it out in its dying hours, and hopefully the kid will get to see some action if the the knights aren't too tired to have one more bash, because he just... Anything with swords and sticks and fighting, he's just all over it, of course, like any healthy three-year-old. So looking forward to doing a bit of that. What's coming up? Monday, the last episode of Game of Thrones, but of course we'll be watching... I think it's Josh Holmes. I can't remember the guy's name. Did I even read out what Plur meant? Peace, love, unity, and respect. Uh, great set of principles, and all were applied at NECO. That's all I'm going to say. Didn't see any drama. Everyone was having a great time. And I guess so did I. Like, I kind of stopped myself from having too much fun with all my neurosis and anxieties, but there was probably a good hour there where I was just going for it. 
on the dance floor and sometimes that's all you need leave it there i think because apparently they're going to be at the festival in about 10 minutes and i should probably go find some parking and i'm freaking starving so that's a good sign uh appetite you know it means things are starting to work again who else did i see i saw erin kidd i saw we just had a weird moment uh outside the bathroom because she was wearing this huge bone mask and i had no idea who it was until she took it off and was like patrick and i'm like oh my god so just lots of weird little incidents like that i can't describe what it's like spinning around and then seeing a dinosaur and it looked like a dragon on the dance floor at one point and later on there was a wolf everyone had lights that i had my cool little cyberpunk shirt that i bought a few months ago so i was okay with that but nothing like the level of attention and uh, effort that went into some of their costumes so yeah if i keep doing these sort of things i might have to put a bit more effort into it and get some lights and things there was one guy that was basically covered in christmas lights and it actually looked cool i don't know if it was just the moment he made it he pulled it off that might have to do what are we at gee this is a real short one but my needs must and maybe that's okay maybe it's easy to own maybe it's long enough at 20 minutes hopefully work will continue as it has thus far 12 hours a day it's sort of killing me i'm not doing much other than going home maybe watching some stand because i've forgotten the netflix login and the billions an amazing show of course nearly finished season three and i think we're all waiting for four but you know more about that later so that's it for today the sunday hopefully i'll get back on again by the end of next week yeah the game of thrones thing's happening and then we're looking at less than a month before supernova so that's on the horizon god i'm not sure what's going to happen there either way i'll drop in and check it out all right so that's it now i'm just babbling take care love you all